are you thinking about or trying to start an online business and you're just not sure where to start or what to do next? Well, you should head over to my website, tomgaddis.com, and download your free copy of The Milk It Method, How to Turn Your Idea, Skill, Knowledge, or Product into a Huge Cash Cow. This is actually a four-step blueprint that will clear everything up for you. It's a strategy that I've used to grow both my service business and my online business to over seven figures. And once you understand the Milk It Method, you'll never question what you need to do next. You'll know exactly what you need to be focusing on and what you need to be doing to get your business up running or even expand it. So head over to TomGaddis.com, download your free copy of the e-guide, The Milk It Method, How to Turn Your Idea, Skill, Knowledge, or Product into a Huge Cash Cow. Hey, on this episode of What's the Secret, I have a firecracker of a guest. This was such a great interview and I'm really excited to be bringing it to you. My guest is Amber Spears and Amber is a specialist. She's a recognized industry thought leader in the affiliate marketing arena and she's also known as a prolific connector and networker. So for those of you that may be new to the online business arena, an affiliate uh, affiliate marketing is when people go and find products to promote and that, that's how they generate income for their business. So if you're a affiliate marketer, you don't need to create products yourself. You can just go out and find products of other people to promote and they pay you a commission for promoting them. Now, if you're a product producer like I am, then you use affiliates as a traffic source. So when you can get good affiliate relationships and find good affiliates, it can just pretty much mean guaranteed sales for your product or course. Now, Amber is the co-founder of East Fifth Avenue, a world-class affiliate management education company and agency. And in the last few years, the agency has generated $68 million in front-end launch sales. Think about that. That's amazing. Generating over 6 million leads and over eight figures a year for her clients. On the education side, East Fifth Avenue has trained over 250 companies and helped them generate over $320 million. You heard that right. $320 million from their methods. Her past clients include ClickBank, Agora, Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Isabella Wentz, The Truth About Cancer, Energy Blueprint, Venus Factor, The Tapping Solution, Mindable, Truegenics, and many others. So Amber is a highly sought-after trainer, coach, and keynote speaker. She's spoken on and keynoted stages like Traffic and Conversions, Affiliate Summit West, War Room, and Affiliate Summit Europe. I'm really excited and feel fortunate that I was able to get Amber on the show because she dropped some real nuggets and real behind-the-scenes of the affiliate marketing game. So grab a cool drink, set back, enjoy Amber Spears on this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. All right. Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast, Amber Spears. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. 
Oh, I'm excited to have you here. I know this is a uh, this is a topic that what makes me so excited to have you on the show today is it's a topic that I don't think um, I mean people kind of talk about it, but I don't think they talk about it enough in detail. And that is you know the game of affiliates and joint venture partners and how they relate to your company and generating revenue and stuff like that. So maybe before we dive into the questions, why don't you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about you, uh, your background, and uh, why you're sitting here on the other side of the interview. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'll, I'll keep it as short as I can, but um, I'm the co-founder of a company called East Fifth Avenue. We are an affiliate management agency and an affiliate management training academy. So we basically do two things. Um, one, we teach you how to grow your affiliate revenue or start an affiliate branch of your company um, inside of your company, which I think truly every company should have an affiliate like branch of their business. Um, and then we also, you know, act as your sales team on the agency side. So we've been on both sides of the coin. We also have our own offers that affiliates, you know, run for us and generate revenue for us. So we have a big network of people that we work with and have been working with for the last eight years. I was just looking at the database. We have about 5,000 active affiliate partners in our database after we've, you know, cleaned through them. So affiliates is what we you know, live for. Um, I speak all over the world on it. You know, I've spoken at TNC. I keynoted Affiliate Summit West this year before, right before COVID shut us down. That was actually the last live event that I was able to to speak at. Um, so, you know, affiliates is is what I love doing because, you know, for me, the most important thing in my life is connecting with other people. You know, I, I grew up in a very tough childhood with very, you know, difficult and abusive father and you know, he moved us all over, you know, the place at acting as a missionary. And, um, you know, I just, I was so uprooted all the time. I didn't really have a chance to connect and find a community. So I've built two businesses um, off of, you know, connecting and deepening my relationship with other people. And that's what attracts me so much to affiliate marketing is, you know, it's, it's making money, hopefully with people that, you know, like, and trust um, that you see at different events throughout the year that, you know, you really celebrate with and get to know and, truly support each other. And that's, you know, that's the reason why I love affiliate marketing. I think it has, you know, different com connotation to everyone. In fact, you know, if when I was at Affiliate Summit West in Vegas, you know, in, in February, like there's a panel talking about like the different names for affiliate marketing, right? And everyone's arguing over like what the actual name is, right? There's like joint ventures, there there's affiliates, there's partnership marketing, there's influencer marketing, there's no one can agree on what the new term is. But you know, they're, they're all the same with a few nuances, right? Like there are some, some differences in it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, to me, the bare bones, it's connecting with other companies and other people to, you know, grow each other's revenue in a partnership. And that's like my favorite thing about it. Yeah, well, there, there's a couple of things you said there. One is like, so when we're talking about affiliate marketing here, because there are like, in my mind, there are kind of like two different kinds, right? There's affiliate marketing from the, the product producer side. So like right. I have a product and I want to get affiliates to help me generate traffic. Then there's the affiliate marketer who's the guy out there who's just, you know, promoting other people's products. Maybe he has his own products or maybe she has her own products. Maybe she doesn't. Um, but they're just, they're trying to promote. So do you deal mainly with the, like the product side people that are looking for affiliates or do you kind of deal with, with both, both realms? I do both. Yeah. So um, on the agency side, I represent, you know, clients with products, right? So they're yep. looking for affiliates to send them traffic. 
And then, you know, in our network of affiliates, we have a bunch of different types of affiliates. Some of them are like, you know, SEO review sites, you know, or, you know, coupon code sites or things like that, where they're just looking for offers to promote or big email marketers are looking to monetize their email list by sending high converting offers to that list. So they're sourcing, you know, different products and offers. So we, we really work within both sides of the coin. And then we're also, you know, product creators. So we have, you know, a suite of keto cookbooks, for example, We've sold 700,000 copies of those physical books in the last two years. So we have our own products that we also represent and we're also looking for traffic for. And we both give traffic to our affiliate partners. You know, we send for their offers and then we also receive their traffic in return. And I think that's one of the easiest ways to kind of figure out, it's like, what are we talking about? You know, there's just so many different terms. I like to simplify it and look at it and say, okay, what's happening with the traffic, right? Like, like, is, are you receiving traffic? Is traffic flowing both ways? Like, is it only one way? In my mind, if the traffic's only one way, then it's an affiliate relationship. If traffic is flowing two ways, it's a joint venture relationship because, you know, it's like a handshake, right? Like you're, you yeah. have things coming, kind of going back and forth. So I like to look at it and simplify it in that way. Well, I think that's, I've never thought about it that way. That's a great, that's a great way to look at it. The other thing you said in the uh, intro there is you said every business should have their own kind of like affiliate branch, right? Somebody yeah, in the business so. that's that's dealing with that. What about though for people that are just starting out? Like if we have some listeners, maybe they have a product. They're like they're just they're just looking to they're trying to get some traction in their space, right? Any any tips or advice for those people of, of like where of where to look, where to go, what they should be doing to try to nurture those relationships? Oh my God, so many. This is like one of my favorite <laughs> questions. So let me, let me get started. Where, where to begin? So first of all, I think, you know, the, the most important thing of, of doing affiliate marketing is the relationships, like you mentioned, right? You need to know who these people are so you can ask them to promote your products, right? So I think first and foremost, you need to get out there. Um, I think one of the best ways to do it is to join an existing group right? So I was just talking to you earlier about Traffic Tribe. Traffic Tribe is my membership community for people who want to make more money with affiliate marketing. So they join, they pay a low fee of $3.97 a month, and then they get access to our entire directory. They get to see us twice a month where we're actually setting up deals and, you know, saying, hey, you know, I have an open calendar spot on the 15th. You know, if you want to take that spot, you know, if you have a proven offer, we can run it as a proven offer, or you can prepay you know, take some of the risk off of me and take that calendar spot, which a lot of people, you know, they give me a lot of resistance on that. It's like, well, I thought affiliate marketing was, you know, basically you don't pay until you collect the money. Well, yes, but you know, if you're an established affiliate marketer, you know how much money you're supposed to be making every time you promote an offer and you're really taking the risk on yourself, testing an unproven offer from someone new. So I always say, if you want calendar space, be prepared to you know, pay for that or be prepared to be patient and wait for your turn on the calendar spot, right? And to deepen that relationship. So you can join an existing group like mine. You can go to an existing network. My favorite is ClickBank, right? Like you can go on there and there's ways to contact the 100,000 plus active affiliates on there and see if you can get on a phone call with them and you know see if they can promote your offer. So, you know, there's that. There's forums, free forums you can join. You know, there's just a bunch of things, but the most important thing is to find a living, breathing person who, you know, makes sense for your offer, you know, I would, I would do some homework and look at the avatar, you know, if you have like a female weight loss product, it doesn't make sense for you to go and try to, to convince somebody with the male testosterone list, 
to promote you, right? Like it just, it doesn't make sense. So really go out and find the avatar that makes sense and then try to get as much data as possible around how your offer is converting. Because if you have a good converting offer, to me, what that means is it's not just that you're good at marketing, but you've, you've hit something that a client and a customer actually wants. So it's both, right? To me, like the conversion rate shows me, you know, a lot about the actual team, like, okay, they're good marketers, but then, you know, the refund rate and everything else is going to show me how good the product is. So keep track of all those things. And the more at bats that you get, the more that you're going to just have affiliates coming to you if it's a high converting offer and, you know, it doesn't have super high refunds. And when they promote it, you know, they, they get good results, right? So that will kind of compound in a snowball effect. But if you're new, first thing you need to do is you need to get data from your offer, whether that's, you know, paying a little bit of money on, you know, like a, a traffic source like Google or Facebook and just trying to get a little bit of data, whether that's prepaying for like an email drop um, or a promotion from another partner or whether it's you just saying, you know, really humbly like, listen, I'm new to this. You know, I created this product. I, I think it's really good. Um, you know, here's what it's about. Um, here's the entire funnel. Like, would you be willing to test this for me? And they can either say yes, they'll do that. Um, or they can say no. And then from the no part, I would try to identify like, why are they saying no? You know, because most of the time, it's like only one of a couple issues. Most of the time, if they're saying no to you, it's because there's no trust. They don't know you, right? They have no idea who you are. So, you know, if you're coming to them and they have no idea who you are and you have a product on a tech stack, like let's say Infusionsoft or ClickFunnels, they have no guarantee that they're going to get paid from you. Very different if you have an offer on something like ClickBank where they know, okay, I'm dealing with the network. Yes, I'm dealing with the affiliate, but the network itself is what's going to collect the money and pay me. So they have more trust there, right? Because there's an intermediary that's going to ensure that they're going to get paid. So, you know, it's a trust thing. They don't know you. They don't know your offer. They don't know how your offer performs. You know, they're, they're going to take a risk and, and promote that. Then if it bombs, that's, you know, they're missing their KPIs and their quotas. So they, they really are taking the vast majority of the risk on an unproven offer. That's why I always say like, listen, you know, put some money aside. You already spent all this money, energy, and time to create this thing. And then, you, you know, so many people I work with that are new are like, well, I, I you know, I spent $20,000 making it, you know, spending the design money and the, and the dev money and, you know, and, and all of my time, like, you know, why am I going to pay more money to test it? Well, you would be prepaying for that on G, you know, on Google or Facebook. You know, you're, you're bidding on that, right? So you're prepaying before you really ever get a customer on that. And that's a faceless conglomerate. Why wouldn't you take that same, you know, amount of money that you're going to pay and give it to an affiliate partner to prove the concept of what you built and then have somebody that you can talk to back and forth? How did it perform? What was the open rate like? What was the click-through rate like? Were you happy with the opt-in rate? Were you happy with the conversion rate? Do you have any feedback for me? You know, you're not going to get that from Facebook and Google. Like, you're just another you know, ATM for them, right? So, and then warm traffic usually converts better than the cold. So you're going to get, you know, better and faster results. So if, if I were new, long story short, find somebody that that's a good fit for your demo, right? For your product to figure out like how to work together, whether it's building a relationship with them, being patient till they have calendar space, whether it's being willing to pony up a little bit of money, join an existing group. That's always the best way that can accelerate your, you know, your ability to meet more affiliate partners and generate trust faster. Right. And just understand that as a new kid on the block, your only real focus, your two focuses, one should be building relationships with your network and two should be improving your offer always, you know, because the offer is, is what's going to, to dictate your longevity in the space. 
And I think most people tend to forget that, right? They just like, oh, I built it. Like now everything's going to come. Like we all know, we're all smart people that that's not really what happens. That's the dream. That's the wish. And certainly once you have a high converting offer with its own reputation, people will be coming to you to promote it as an affiliate partner. But if you're new, like you have to prove how good your offer performs. And then you have to prove what a good partner that you are by keeping your word, by, you know, by, by doing the things you're going to say you're going to do by paying them on time and in a timely manner. Right. So that, that all takes time. Yeah. Well, I think you, you hit on a couple of things there at the end. The one is doing what you say you're going to do. Like, you know, I know when we first started our journey into this whole, uh, you know, working with affiliates and partners and things like that, you know, we ran into some instances where people didn't do what they were supposed to do. Right. And it was like, it was kind of a shock to us because we weren't operating that way. Um, but, you know, as, as somebody who's dealt with a lot of affiliate relationships and stuff, what are some of the best ways you can protect yourself from those types of situations? Yeah, um, learn the hard way by getting burned many, 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 many times by people, right? So first and foremost, you need to treat this revenue stream as a true professional part of your business. So many times I see people's revenue just like all over the place, right? It's not consistently growing. They're frustrated, you know, and they're frustrated for reasons like this, that you're dealing with a human being, right? Who tends to forget uh, their promises. And so for me, one of the most important things is treating it just like you would, you know, if I, if I put myself in the shoes of like, if I were Apple, would I do a handshake deal with the people who are making my chips in China? No, you would have a contract to be written out, right? right? So, you know, you don't have to go that in depth with affiliate partners, but you know, I like to go as simple as an email. If I'm talking to a partner on the phone and let's say that we've agreed to promote each other's launches, I'm going to get off the phone and I'm going to fire off an email and I'm going to say, listen, and this is somebody that I know, right? So this is somebody I've worked with before, like we have that trust. But I still don't leave it to chance. Listen, here's what we agreed to, right? Like in writing, I'm going to promote you these days, this many times for this commission. In return, you're going to promote me this many times for this much commission on these offers that we've agreed upon, right? Um, and by these dates. I think that's the other big thing is like, you know, no one puts any structure into it. So what I mean by structure is when are you going to do my reciprocal mailing? I'm not going to just leave that to chance. Like, because I want to get my mailing when the list is fresh, right? Not three years down the line. Like, so there needs to be an expectation setting, you know, call. There needs to be some clarity and some structure to the actual deal. And then you also have to have a conversation about what happens if you can't uphold your end of the deal. Because sometimes things happen, right? You could have a massive deliverability issue, right? Like that could be happening when you promise that you were going to give, you know, the, the traffic back, for example, um, you could have a legal issue. I mean, there could be a lot of, of different things. You could have just forgotten. So that's why everything needs to be, you know, in writing, agreed upon by both parties. And it's going to be as simple as, hey, just respond back with, yes, I agree. And this will be our legally binding thing. If you, somebody you don't trust, I would put it into a DocuSign, right? We put things into our contracts like, hey, listen, if we're going first, we're taking all the risk. You know what I mean? Like I'm going first, I'm promoting you first. I'm taking all the risk myself. So if you cannot abide by what you say you're going to do, then you owe me a dollar per click, right? In hindsight, which is legally enforceable when you have it in a DocuSign, right? So we've only had to pull that one or two times. And, you know, the one or two times people have been really surprised that we came back and we're like, it's been a year, dude. Like you said that you're going to do this within 90 days of car close, it's been a year, you know, the bill's coming right? It's $8,000. So, you know, what are we going to do? You're going to give us the eight grand. And by the way, we're never going to work with you again. 
because you lied, right? Or are you just going to do the mailing? And now if you're going to do the mailing, you know, it's got to be more than 8,000 clicks back. Like I really need like 14,000. And if it's going to take you a year, another year to get that done, it's going to take another year, right? Because like, if you want to repair the relationships, how it is. And I just think people are not comfortable doing that. They're more comfortable, you know, seeing each other at masterminds and doing the back slap and the handshake and, you know, they're drinking and like, you know, that everybody remembers things differently, which is why, you know, having these conversations up front, everybody wants to talk about the good stuff. Everybody wants to talk about how much money you're going to make and how many, you know, leaderboard contests you're going to make and winning that Tesla and like, you know, whatever things are going to get you all juiced up. No one wants to have the conversation about what happens if my launch bombs and I can't afford to pay you the Tesla because I'm negative, you know, a million dollars, right? Like what happens if, um, you know, if I can't return the traffic back or I can't return the volume of traffic that we were expecting, right? What happens if, you know, something else happens, a tragedy in my life? Like, how are we going to make this right? Right. So I think, I think for balance sake, it's so important to have both conversations. And I think most people are afraid to have them. And that's the reason why their deals go askew. And that's the reason why, you know, they feel a certain type of way. And in this industry, like, you know, it's a very small industry. It feels really big, but like, you know, we know who didn't do what they said they're going to do. Right. And you walk into the room, it's a very, you know, it's a very ugly feeling. So do the work up front to get the clarity and to set the expectation. And that's going to be a much smoother ride. Not that it's going to, you know, be perfect. Right. Um, but it's going to be a lot less headache and it's going to be a lot less drama when you can just point to, Oh yeah. I, I, I'm, you know what you, you thought that it was 50% commission and I thought it was 75. You know what? Let's just go back to the email. Just pull it up right here where you said, I agree. Very simple. Right. Says 75%. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody remembers things differently. We'll just go with that. But if you didn't and you just did the phone call, right? Like then it's like he said, she said, and now we're both upset. Yeah. I, well, I think that's so true. And you're absolutely right. Like, and those not having those, what people perceive as uncomfortable conversations in the beginning leave to way more uncomfortable conversations later. Like that conversation you're having later is way worse. When, one of the things I always tell people is like, we are, you know, when you were talking about everybody talks about the good stuff, it's the same thing like when you're starting a new business deal, right? When there's no money there, everybody's like, yeah, they'll, oh yeah, you know, 20% here, 50% there, whatever. Like, but all of a sudden you put a million dollars on the table and it's like, now everybody's defensive. They're like, they want their cut, like none of that stuff works. And so, yeah, I think that's, a key point for those of you that are listening, probably some of the best advice I've heard about affiliate stuff so far, which is, you know, have those uncomfortable conversations, put it down, get it out there. This episode of What's the Secret podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals, can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. That's awesome, Amber. Uh, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we uh, wrap up the episode is when you're looking to bring somebody onto your company to do affiliate stuff for you, who's the, 
who's the best type of person for that role? And then where's the best place to find those people? That's a good question. Um, so last year, my business partner, um, you know, who's the operations side of our company, she went out and did a, a Colby score and uh, the disc tests on 50 of the affiliate managers in our industry, some of which are the top performing, some of which were the bottom performing. We did not tell any of those people who we thought were who, right? We just were curious. Um, and we knew because we know results, you know, we're in the back end of so many businesses. We've trained over 250 different companies in the last two years, which includes a full affiliate audit of everyone they're working with, what volume they've done, what they paid out, like everything. So we see so much, including who's second tier and, you know, who's referred to and who's really sending the volume, who's not. So we have a very distinct advantage. And then we have, you know, the Colby scores and, the, and everything else. And what I'll tell you is the best people to hire are salespeople that are high quick starts, you know, that can just go, right? And don't need a high fact finder. High fact finder is someone who like needs to know every step of how the machine is built, really needs to know all the intricacies until they feel comfortable selling. A high quick start is someone like me. It's like, hey, listen, you know, go over there and talk to that guy over there and tell him about a really cool product. This is what the product does, you know. Go, you know, go bring them in and here's how much money I'm going to give you, right? They're money motivated, they're quick starts, like they do much, much better than the fact finders. And, you know, you also want to look at them and really start splitting the role. This is one of the biggest mistakes that I see owners making. And I know this because I'm a salesperson, right? So I'm the salesperson for our company. I'm the salesperson for the client and I, I'm not good at admin stuff, right? So if you have me doing 50% of my time pulling commission reports, you know, sifting through data, like making sure that the, you know, their, their commission is correct. Like I'm not going to be making you the money that you want to be making because that's not my skill set. I don't thrive off of Excel sheets, right? What I thrive on is being on the phone, making connections, setting up deals. Like that's what I should be doing. And so what I see most people doing is hiring somebody and then telling them, Hey, you're basically going to wear two hats, but I'm going to judge you on your results. And here's my expectations of your KPIs. Well, a lot of times their KPIs are revenue-based with nothing to do with admin work, but they're spending 50 to 75% of their time doing admin work, right? So they're in lies of frustration. And so they might hire somebody who's really good at admin work, who's not very good at selling. Again, they're going to have issues or hiring somebody who's really good at selling, who's not good at admin work. And either way, they're both unhappy. So my recommendation is to hire based on if that person should be a high ticket salesperson. They should be comfortable on the phones. They should be, you know, really good at writing. They should have very persistent follow-up. They should be good in person, right? They should have selling experience. I don't care what kind of selling experience, but my preference is door-to-door -door selling because those are the best. They're relentless. They're ruthless. They don't mind having doors shut in their face and they can do a job like this. And with the understanding that I'm going to generate revenue first. And then once we've hit a certain amount of revenue, I'm going to start outsourcing all of my admin duties to someone else. You can pay someone from the Philippines, you know, five bucks an hour to do all the report pulling for them so they can spend the vast majority of time on the phone. You know, like I think that's a big mistake I see most people making is they're trying to get them to do both and it just doesn't work very well. It works okay, but it doesn't work very well. And that's, you know, for me, I always have an affiliate manager with a growth manager. The growth manager is the person that's pulling reports off of ClickBank. You know, they're figuring out the discrepancies. They're getting the W9s, you know, they're doing the follow-up. You know, I said, okay, you know, you're willing to do the deal with me. Great. Here's when you're mailing, blah, 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 blah. My growth manager is going to be in charge of making sure that you get all your assets two weeks before, that your links are working, you know, all that stuff. So I can 
keep selling, right? And I just, it's one of the biggest things I see. The other thing I see is that I think most affiliate managers are vastly overpay, overpriced um, for their results. Like, you know, so I only think, I would only pay top dollar for people with top results and a steady and consistent history of success in the business. Not that they just came off of a million dollar launch is the only thing they've ever done, right? Like I really think paying top dollar for talent makes sense when they're top talent. I think, you know, it, things have been vastly overpriced for a long time in the industry. Um, so I would say, you know, I'm not as tied to paying for someone experience unless they're literally the best and they come with an existing book of business and they have a long history of that, which will be very, very long conversation to have. Um, but, you know, I would say higher on attitude, higher on the Colby score, higher on, you know, somebody who's had good door-to-door -door selling experience, somebody that you're proud to have represent your company, someone who's persistent, someone who doesn't get discouraged, someone who will know just enough to sell a high volume of your stuff and someone you can trust with your relationships, right? And train them from the ground up. You can put them in programs like mine, you know, where they learn how to sell affiliates, but like an experienced salesperson is a person who's going to drive the revenue in the business. And that's the person who should be in the seat, not somebody who's like good at catching, you know, report discrepancies, which is what I see so many people doing. Like that just does not make sense. It's not what comes first. This is not a chicken or an egg situation, right? It's not. You need the traffic first and then you can deal with all the commission reporting and stuff. But until you have that person who's driving that revenue, then the other shit doesn't matter. Right. So I think that that's just the big thing that makes me extremely unpopular and polarizing in a lot of things I teach because, you know, I'm a salesperson first. I look at things from a salesperson mentality, which is why am I doing all this unnecessary work when what I could be doing is driving massive revenue for the company. And instead I'm sitting here struggling with formulas and Excel sheet, which is going to it's going to confuse and upset you. It's going to confuse and upset me too, right? So just make that clarity and set really clear KPIs and really clear metrics and keep checking in on that salesperson and giving them support, making sure that they can hit those KPIs and that they have the, you know, the structure that they need for that. Wow. That's, I mean, that's awesome advice. Like, like so much stuff there. You did, you said though, like you were talking about how it's overpriced in the industry. So I'm curious, what is like, What's the standard, like, is there a standard going rate for an affiliate person? Like what, what could somebody, you know, with a, you know, looking to bring somebody in their company, what can they expect to pay somebody in that position? Depends. You know, I've seen as little as $1,500 a month plus a percentage. Average percentage is, you know, anywhere between, you know, two and 10% right of net or of gross. If it's of net, they're usually an in-house person. They're only working for you. Right. I've seen as high as $10,000 a month, um, you know, and a less of a percentage, you know, or more of a percentage depends on who it is. I can tell you our rates. Right. So as an agency, we charge $10,000 a month plus anywhere between 10 and 15%. But, you know, we bring hundreds of thousands of clicks, you know, thousands of partners. You know, we only take on one project at a time. So our, all the resources of our entire company go towards that project. And we take on a lot of risk for that reason. Right. So we but we also have a very long track record of success, right? Like where we command that rate because of that. And I've seen other people have one launch and then they're charging the same prices as us and, you know, or a little bit less, you know, maybe they'll undercut us by two grand, 8,000 a month. They're just not worth it. Right. But I think the kind of like the standard that I'm seeing is around four to $5,000 a month plus a percentage. Right. Um, and I'm seeing pretty much everybody charge that, including like newbies. And they are also juggling four to five clients at a time or more. And I just think this is where things get bad because, you know, I always like to say this, I'm not a salmon, so I'm not going to pick offers that are difficult to book for. 
right? Cranky clients that don't want to do, everyone tells me, Amber, I want to do affiliate marketing, but I just don't want to do any reciprocals. Like, you know, I just, I don't want to ruin my brand. I'm like, cool. Well, you're just going to grow about this far. You know what I mean? And like, here's the other thing you need to make a choice. You know, you need to make a choice right now. If you're listening to this right now, you need to make a choice. Either I'm going to build a brand or I'm going to be in hyper growth mode. You can't do both at once. I promise you this. If you're doing affiliate stuff, if you're in hyper growth mode, it means that you're going to be doing a lot more JV deals. You're going to be sending a lot more volume and you're going to be getting a lot more volume because you're willing to make those concessions later. If you want to turn into a brand, which I see many of my clients do, they're becoming much more picky, much more selective. You know, they're, they're not mailing for just anybody, even if they like them, they're like, no, you know, I, I have a turmeric offer now, so I'm never going to send any other turmeric offers, right? Because it's going to conflict with my brand. Right. But as you're in hyper growth mode, it's like, whatever, I have a turmeric offer and I know, guess what? We have the data. If a customer is going to buy one turmeric offer, they're going to buy a bunch of turmeric offers. It's just how it is. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be in hyper growth mode and I'm going to just do that. Or I'm going to be in brand mode, which means that I'm going to do JV deals still, but I'm going to do less of them and I'm going to do more with them. What I mean by that is instead of me just, you know, sending an email solo for you, I'm going to do a webinar with you. I'm going to go all in on your launch. You're going to be my go-to person for turmeric, right? You're going to be my turmeric expert. I'm going to get on your podcast. You're going to get on my podcast. We're going to do, you know, we're going to do lead swaps. We're going to do click swaps. We're going to get into each other's autoresponders. We're going to get into each other's thank you pages. Like we're going to go deep with each other because we're a brand and that's what we're going to focus on. And I'm just going to do one as opposed to hyper growth mode where you're like, listen, I'm here to grow my company. So if it makes sense, it's a good product. If they're easy to work with, the offers convert, I'm here to make money and I'm here to grow my traffic, my revenue. So I'm going to go this way. I see everybody doing the thing where they're like, well, I want to do both. Sorry, Charlie. Like you can't, right? You can do one or the other if you want to do it well. That's just how it works. And you can always change. You can be a brand that's like, you know what? I freaking hate being a brand. It's too much, it's too much pressure, it's too much responsibility. I'm gonna go to hyper growth, but that's what I'm gonna do right now. It's COVID and I'm trying to, you know, collect cash, right? So make the decision. What am I gonna do? Hyper focus or brand building, and then go on that path and know you can always change your mind later. But like that's going to change the amount of people that you're gonna work with and how you're gonna work with them. Um, so that's you know, my big thing. I can't tell you how exhausting it is to have people come to me and say, Amber, you have five thousand affiliate partners. Oh my gosh, you know, can you introduce me to some people? But listen. You know, I don't want to do any reciprocals for them. I'm like, cool, great. Well, you can pay me, you know, $5,000 a month. I'll make introductions to you, the people who might promote your offer. Um, but it's up to you to convince them of this amazing deal that they're going to get, which means sending traffic one way and not getting anything back. So if you can convince them of that because you have a super high converting offer, you pay more than anybody else. You know, every time they mail for you or promote you, the cash register rings, then you're in a good spot. But if you're not and your offer is just decent, and the product's really good, but the offer's just okay. Like, good luck. You know what I mean? Like, you're not willing to pay to play. You're not willing to play. Like, you're not going to get very far. You're going to be frustrated because you're not being a good partner, right? So it's just really, that's what I mean. Like, if you focus on the offer and the conversion rate of the offer and you focus on paying more, you can get away with stuff like this. But what I see most people doing is they have a middling performing offer, but they're obsessed with the product quality. They think they have the best thing ever. Maybe they do from a product perspective. But your responsibility is to also be a good marketer, which includes paying your affiliates more money, paying them faster, having a better conversion rate and every single part of your offer, split testing and doing the work, right? And then you can command that type of, you know, that type of respect, if you will. But like, other than that, like, you know, good luck, Charlie. Like that's, you know, no one's going to want to stick their neck out for you because you're not willing to do the same. That is like, I have to say, I was just sitting here thinking, Amber, I was like, 
like I am going to go back and re-listen to this interview because like you, like this has been some of the best, like inside real world, like no sugar coating, like this is how it is out there in the online space. Um, conversation that I've been involved in, right? Like normally you don't hear these kind of conversations unless you're on the inside at the mastermind group out having drinks with everybody. Um, but so I would encourage listeners to go back and re-listen to this too and take notes because Amber just dropped a ton of value and really, really told you how to do it, how to do the affiliate game. It's in there. So Amber, yeah, where- thank you. <laughs> I will ask one last thing to this that I didn't mention, which is yeah. what I said before, which is if you want to be the person that does not pay, that does not do reciprocals, what I would recommend is you can also do that by prepaying. So you can buy calendar space for people, but that requires money. You know what I mean? And that requires the understanding of how your offer performs. So that's the last little bit. Like you can do this. It requires money. It requires creativity. But until you have the numbers, it really doesn't make sense to do that. What makes sense is to participate as a JV partner and really understand how your offer performs and keep making adjustments. And then you can move into brand mode or prepay mode, which is what Agora does and golden hippo and, you know, anybody like that. So it'd just be the last little thing that I would mention. Right. And it's, it, I'm the reason why, you know, people love me or hate me is because I don't sugarcoat it. Like my responsibility is to help you. Right. It's, it's to help you and to help you. I need to tell you the truth. Right. Um, so, you know, just anybody listening, like, you know, if it, it triggers you, it should, because you're probably doing something in here right? That you, that it's a wish and a fantasy and not actually how the real world operates. And if it excites you, then great. We're on the right track, right? I'm going to, we're going to help you grow much faster. And that's the reason why I'm here. That's awesome. And where can, where can listeners go to, to find out more about Amber to you, you talked about uh, your, your affiliate track. I, I forget the name now you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. It's called the traffic tribe. The traffic tribe. Uh, really simple. It's basically a networking membership to network with other people that are either affiliate managers or offer owners that want to grow their affiliate revenue. That's what we do. We we're really laser focused on it and uh, we meet twice a month and we have a bunch of other really juicy things in there that are extra bonuses, like, you know, live event ticket, if we could do it past COVID. Um, and, you know, my, my talks from stage include scripts and templates that we actually have used for launches or outreach, all that stuff. So that's all in there. But the main thing is, I'm opening my Rolodex of contacts for you to meet them, you know, without having to spend a lot of money going to an event, um, you know, which you can't do right now or spending thousands of dollars and hours and hours of time on a virtual event, hoping and praying that you're going to meet that right person. Like I cut all that out and basically deliver to you contacts and relationships, which is what everybody needs anyways. Um, and you can go to eastfifthavenue.com slash partners. Um, you'll see Traffic Tribe on there. Um, I'll give you a link um, if you want. I can even give your listeners a 30-day risk-free trial, right? So, you know, let me know if you want me to send that link over to you. Yeah, that would I'm be happy awesome. to do that. Yeah, and you know what? I'm really, I'm really open. Like, if you guys ever want to email and, and have questions, like, my email is amber at eastfifthavenue.com. Super simple. You can ask me questions. Like, I'm on open book. It's what I live for. You know, I want to help people grow. And then if you want, like, a toolkit. So we created a 19 page checklist, which is has stuff for high level people and low level people. That's really easy. It's eastfifthavenue.com slash gift. They can download that or you can email me and ask me for it. Like, I just like to make it easy. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to like educate and support. Like this is literally my favorite thing to do, which is 
turn people's minds around on what's possible for them and how much money they're actually leaving on the table by not doing affiliate marketing in their business and how you can do it right and not have it be gross and political and, you know, just like feeling bad. Like there are ways to do this in an elegant, beautiful way that's consistent and that you can count on where it feels more like a family making money together, you know, than anything else. So if you guys need anything, eastfifthavenue.com slash partners, eastfifthavenue.com slash gift, or you can just email me amber at eastfifthavenue.com. That's awesome. And I will put links to all that stuff in the show notes for listeners. So you can go find the show notes at tomgaddis.com. On this episode page, you'll see all the links that Amber just mentioned. Amber, thanks again for joining us. It was really a fantastic conversation. I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the authenticity and just the tell it how it is kind of stuff. And I'm sure our listeners did too. And if you're listening to this episode and you enjoyed it, I'd appreciate it if you'd head over to Apple iTunes or Spotify, rate it, review it. We appreciate that here at What's the Secret. If you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out at tomgaddis.com. We'll see you on the next episode of What's the Secret. Aloha and stay safe, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.